Dispatch, this is Mindy at ME Flow. You know, you don't have to put off fixing plumbing problems in your home anymore. I mean, you could just ignore that clogged drain or visit MEFlow.com to take care of your plumbing problems. ME Flow, license 271-001-2450. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist, and I love connecting with you as my listener. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast and sharing it with your loved ones. I have really enjoyed the emails that I receive from you. Please keep those going. I'd love to know questions you want me to ask, topics you'd like for me to cover, guests you would like to hear me interview. So reach out to me, Lisa at NOLA Therapy. I made this board here to my right showing where you can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. It's all at NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy, as well as that is my website where you can book sessions with me to meet through phone, Skype, FaceTime, or in person at either my New Orleans or Los Angeles office locations. I'm in Los Angeles right now for the summer. It's been really, really magical and fulfilling to be here on the California coast for this couple of months. So here it is, nolatherapy.com. I'd love to hear from you. That is becoming more and more important to me. And my guest today is going to help highlight some of these issues that I've been struggling with around social media and getting some time lost in comparing myself to other professionals and seeing their number of followers, likes, engagement, and uh, and wondering, feeling like I'm not doing well enough or not doing it right. I'm certain I'm speaking to someone out here listening or watching today, and and my guest is an expert in this area. And just before coming live, he was speaking to me about going deeper, really connecting, and that is something I value. So please reach out to me. I want to connect. I want to hear your thoughts and feelings. So here's how you can find me. The board is right here, NOLA Therapy everywhere. Um, what else? What else to share about that? I think that's it on that topic. Okay, let me move on to my guest. This is just one of his four books that I have brought to hold up and show you today. My guest is Jay Izzo. You can find him online, jayizzo.com, spelled I-Z-S-O, jayizzo.com. He is the host of the podcast called A New Direction. He's the author of four books. This is just one of them called Got Social Mediology. He's known as the Internet Doctor. You can find him under that handle on Twitter, find him on Facebook under social media psychology, as well as on YouTube, A New Direction is his podcast. So what makes Jay qualified is that he is a psychological business consultant. He's an award-winning speaker, a member of the National Speakers Association, a member of the American Psychological Association, and he's the manager of the Psychological Marketing Network on LinkedIn. And we're going to talk about his podcast. I've been listening. I really like it. He talks about hitting the left and right hemispheres of the brain, creativity and logic. And I like how he starts his podcasts asking us to pick a number on a scale of 1 to 10 around how we're feeling physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And just a few of his clients include Wall Street companies, Wells Fargo, Merrill Lynch, and John Hancock Investments. So I just want to welcome you, Jay, and thank you for being my guest today. 
Well, thank you, Lisa. I am looking. I am looking so forward to spending some time with you and getting to know you and your listeners better. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, where would you like to start us? You have an interesting background, as I've come sure. to to start to learn about you. You have interviewed my dear friend Aura Nadrich, who's a mindfulness meditation I'm, teacher. She's great. I love her. I know. Aura is a dear friend. We. I love her as well. Hi, Aura. <laughs> if she's. I, I know. Hi, Aura. I, or I took, she made me take a picture of, she posted this picture of me holding her book and I'm about six foot five inches tall with my, and then I have my cowboy hat on and my boots and my belt buckle. She made me take a picture um, holding the book after we did our podcast together. And she is so sweet. That's and great. she, I, I, and my favorite thing that she says, and I totally agree with this and listeners listen to me when I say this, she talks about living in the moment mm. and right now, living in this moment right now. Don't worry. Whatever you've done in your past, you can't change. You can't do anything with that. Worrying about the future is going to do you no good. Live in this moment right now. And because that's your true self is whatever you're living right now. That's your moment. And, and I think that's the beauty of her book about being true self. And, and I, I love to live that. I couldn't agree more. I, I can't even hear it enough to be in the moment because there's so many moments throughout the day where I think I'm in the moment, yet I'm just a little ahead in the future or ruminating on the past. <laughs> so it's just always a welcome reminder to to be here. And having said that, yeah. I listened to, on the way to the studio, the commencement sure. speech you gave at Doan University, Doan College, where you graduated from. I was struck right. by how you had a .75 GPA at one point yet graduated with a higher GPA later on, like you finally connected to your purpose. And, and just, I love your commencement speech talking about doing things that make you afraid. You have to get up whenever you stumble and fall down the role of gratitude and giving effort. Can you spend a little time talking to us about how you came to believe in these principles of living? You know, my, this last book that I've written is called Lessons from the Farm, Essential Rules for Success. And I grew up a farmhand in Nebraska. And, you know, that, those, those lessons, uh, just being a farmhand from the time I was a little boy to, you know, a teenager going off to college, you know, those lessons taught me. I learned so much um, because my parents didn't own a farm. I was in a, a farming community of 119 people in Ithaca, Nebraska, and I learned so many valuable lessons that I still own today, but it served me well throughout my life. And, you know, one of the things is that we're all going to be hit with something. You know, you, we, you live long enough, you're going to have a villain in your life. And when I mean a villain, I don't necessarily mean a person. And I don't necessarily mean somebody that's going to look like the Joker or Darth Vader. I mean, there's going right. to be a circumstance, there's going to be a situation, there's going to be something that's going to hit you out of nowhere and it's going to knock you down and it's going to want to make you spiral down. And I have never, ever seen anybody spiral up. I've only seen us spiral down and it's stopping that spiral. And having been there, having been in situations in my life, not just in college, uh, but other times in my life where I felt like I'd hit rock bottom and I didn't want to get up. There was something inside me, probably from all those years at the farm of getting kicked and bit and <laughs> smacked, that literally, you got to get literally up. Literally being kit, kicked and bit and crapped on, and uh, I've heard yeah. you say. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I've been kicked, bit, crapped on, yeah. gored, stabbed. <laughs> I've been all those things. And you know what? you got to get up. Yeah. you you got, and, and I don't know who's listening right now. I don't know who you are. But listen to me, I, I know that things are looking bleak and bad for you, but nothing's going to change until you get up. And I don't mean just getting up physically. Yes, you have to get up physically, but I mean, you've got to mentally get yourself back in the game. You've got to fake it till you make it. Even if you don't believe it right now, fake it until you do believe it, right? You've got to emotionally get yourself back up in the game. You have to spiritually get yourself back up into the game. You've got to take all four areas of your life and you've got to get up. You cannot sit there any longer. If, if you're going to change and if you want this world to change, this is going to be up to you. Get up. Get up. And, and I, I can't stress that enough because, you know, I've, I've learned phrases like cowboy up, which means that, you know, you get thrown off the horse, mm -hmm. you got to get back on the horse again. And, you know, you, if you get, you know, what is that? The famous philosopher I quoted 
um, you know, you know, it's not how hard you hit, but it's how hard you can be hit and keep going. That's Sylvester Stallone, that great philosophical mind. And it's so true though, you know, because we're going to get hit our whole life. And, and so you have got to get up and you got to do something and you've got to do something positive. And one of the best things that you can do, honestly, I believe Lisa is you start doing for others. Mm-hmm. because we get so caught up into our own selfish world and and before we know it you know we become so selfish and yet the key to all of this is to become selfless you know it's the key is to encourage others which means that I'm going to take some of my courage that I have today and I have a bunch today and I'm going to give you some of my courage that's encouragement yeah so that you can do what you want to do and we don't encourage enough. We don't, we don't encourage people to go, come on, you can do this. You, you have everything in you to make something great happen. I just, I'm going to help you. I'm going I'm to push you. I'm going to pull you. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to encourage you to go after it. Go get it. Go seek after it. Don't quit on it. Just because you don't see the answer today doesn't mean the answer isn't going to come tomorrow. You, you, and, and I think that's part of, I think it's part of our purpose here on earth. I believe all of our purpose is to encourage one another and to make each other better. I think that's, that's, that's part of our purpose for all of us and that we're given certain gifts and talents and, and personalities that we are supposed to be using in a way, not for ourselves and self-gain, but to help others improve. Yes. And um, I think Zig Ziglar is, was absolutely right. You know what? If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get more than you'll ever want. Absolutely. I'm sitting here nodding my head as I'm listening to you, Jay, and reflecting upon before I came to the studio for our show today, I went I went on a jog. And while I was running, it, it just came to my mind that we're all ministers of something, even if we're not mm-hmm. a, ecclesiastical in, in the church and in a role or responsibility, yeah. that we're all a minister of something, if we know it or not. And every day right. we have the opportunity to leave a legacy at the grocery store with the person checking us out or as we leave home and tell our family or partners or loved ones, friends, goodbye and hello, that that every day there's an opportunity to be a minister of something. So to be aware of what it is that you are a minister of because there's something that there's an energy that we all possess and we are putting it out there everywhere that we go. And I've been more and more mindful of what I'm putting out there and and what I'm receiving, because as you even said, that will get hit, and it's about getting up and getting back in there, that I experienced some hits even this week emotionally. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think the tendency is, is that we want to protect ourselves. We want to protect that wound, either protect our wound or act out, act out from that wounded place, and then hurt someone back or be defensive, be angry, and and. For me, I'm, I'm learning to, to not live from that wound and not even need to protect it anymore. Just give it up and be like, okay, that person hurt my feelings or this person didn't even hear what I was trying to communicate, which is something that happened for me. I sent a correspondence. It was not heard at all and in, in the loving intention that I had. And the old me would have needed to have the last word just to kind of drill in, you know, like actually this is what I meant. And, and I just chose to let it go and send a prayer of love because – you know, people hear you like, based on where, where they are. And uh, one of the best things we can do sometimes is just let go and and not get angry or frustrated or have to, you know, let the person know they were wrong. So I felt happy to, to notice my progress in these areas. So I'm wondering for you, too, and working with people and, and, and encountering them and motivating and speaking, how do people talk to you about, you know, getting back up, doing things that – that they're afraid of? Is there resistance there? Or do you find that people are excited to hear this? Well, when you start realizing that your villain, whatever your villain is that knocked you down, you know, I always phrase it this way. Whenever you have villains in your life, that gives you an opportunity to be a hero. Hmm. Because if you think about every great story that you've ever read or every great movie that you ever watched, there's always a villain and a hero. There's always some, there's, and we're always so excited to see how is the hero going to overcome this circumstance or overcome this problem or, or, you know, get out of this bad situation. Right. Right. And we're excited for the hero and it makes us feel intensity. And when I try to explain to clients or 
you know, my coaching clients or even when I'm speaking to audiences, you know, this is your opportunity. You love watching heroes in the movie. Now you get to become one. Mm. Are you kidding? You, this is, you, you get the opportunity to be a hero. Not everybody gets that every day. You're in that, you're in the middle. The villain is on you. What are you going to do with the villain? You know, are you just going to sit there and whimper and just go, it's over? Yeah. It can't be. It, it can't be over. You're the hero. Of the, you're the hero of your own story, Lisa. I love that. You, you, you are. And so all these circumstances are opportunities for you to say, what part of your right brain are you going to creatively use to become, get out of the situation you're in to be the hero? And then what part of your left brain are you going to use logically to help you proceed forth so that you can overcome the villain in the story? And so you have to use both halves of your brain in order to make that happen. But you have an opportunity to be a hero, which then leads to, if I'm the hero, then ultimately, how cool is that? I need to be grateful for the fact that I get to be a hero today. How gratifying is that? Yeah. Today, I am grateful I get to be a hero. And it's that That's shift. pretty cool. It is cool. And the shift of perception that, that I see you doing there, teaching people to shift their perception of things, seeing things differently. Right. It's so important. Right. It is because we get stuck. You know, I, I know that your listeners, there's, there's, there's a bunch of listeners out there that feel like they're stuck in their job, they're stuck in their career, they're, they're stuck in a relationship, you know, in a relationship, yeah. a, a relationship, and they feel that they're stuck. And let me just, let me just say to you that, you know what, hero, um, this is your opportunity to get unstuck, okay? And you go, I don't know how to do that. And Sometimes, let me just give you just one little piece of advice. Please. Sometimes you have to just leap, leap before you look. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you just have to jump, jump in with both feet and, and go. Go ahead. No, I'm just listening, nodding my head again, agreeing. Yes, <laughs> it's so true. I'm reflecting on so many times that I've leapt and it's always been good, yeah. Jay. As scary as shit as it might be, it's always been good yeah. where I land. No, yeah. You, you know, when I started the podcast, okay, so I, I tell the story a lot. First of all, everything that I do and I actually make money from, I don't have a degree in, okay? okay? I have not even taken a class in. The, the honest, the honest, this is the honest truth. So my master's and doctoral work is in psychology, okay? okay. Which is a great degree, okay? I, it's an absolute great degree. And I am very happy that I have that degree. But the fact of the matter is I speak around the country. I have never taken a speaking class, speech class in my life, ever, ever have taken a speech class. Wow. I've never been, I am, I have never been to a Toastmasters event. Oh, I go life. every week. I, I've started a few months ago. I love it. Yeah. I've never, I've never wow. been, I don't even know what one's like. I, I just speak around the country okay. because people evidently <laughs> like me. Okay. I have written four books. I had a C plus in remedial English in college. Okay. And have written four books. I have, I have never taken a broadcast class in my life. And I have a podcast that's now downloaded in 24 countries outside the United States on a, and streamed on a regular basis Amazing. and have sponsors from all over. I am booked through September now and, you know, interviewing authors. I have never done, I am doing things. And the reason why it is, is because I just jumped in. Because if I had thought about it long enough, Lisa, and I had given it so much thought, going, well, you know, I wonder if I've got all the skills. Do I, did I learn enough? This is where people get stuck. You start thinking. And when we start thinking, it paralyzes us. And you've heard the phrase before, analysis by paralysis by analysis. And yeah. what happens is we analyze everything so much, thinking through everything, that what happens is we never get anything done because we're thinking, well, what if I'm not good enough? Jump in. One of the best pieces of advice I got was a couple of weeks ago, and I love the way this guy is 82 years old, and we're playing cards. Okay. And we're playing a card game. <clears throat> and and um, somebody, there was a young person watching us play this card game, and this young person says, I, I don't know how you guys learn how to do, do play this card game. 
And it was cribbage. The game is cribbage. And it's been around for a century. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so the, the guy's 82 years old. And what great advice for life. He said, you want to learn how to play? Pick up the cards and deal. <laughs> and I went, oh, that's the name of my next book. Just deal. Oh, because you know it. what the truth of the matter is? You've got to pick up the cards and just deal. And then as you're dealing the cards out, you'll figure it out. And that's what, I mean, that's what I did with podcasting. That's what I did with speaking. That's what I did with writing books. That's what I've done with coaching mm-hmm. is I, I just jumped in and, you know, figured it out <laughs> along the way. But if I spent too much time thinking about it, guess where I would be? We would not be having this conversation because I'd still be stuck, Lisa. Yeah. Yes. I love what you're saying. It's so important for people listening right now because I sense that a lot of our listeners are in that quandary and in that place of things they would love to do, yet feeling like they're not qualified or not sure how to put the pieces together. And it is about just deal the cards and get in the game that you want to play, that you want to do. And, and I yeah, think, Jade, your authenticity that comes across so clearly, like it's so you're just living your life and, and figuring it out and being courageous and yet taking the fear and, and t- moving forward anyway, which is what having courage is. It doesn't mean we're not scared. It means we're scared, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah. I, you know, I, the very first chapter of this book, Lessons from the Farm, is sometimes you just have to do things afraid. Mm, I like that. And and. I remember the situation was, um, it was the first time I ever had to face the fact that we had to castrate a, a, a pig, okay. a boar. And right, this is, by the way, this is great radio, people tuning in right now, castrating a pig on <laughs> NOLA therapy. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's a first. But the truth of the matter, it, but the truth of the matter is, it's, it's a reality on the farm that we have male pigs that have to be castrated. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they have to be is because if you don't, the meat doesn't taste good. Okay. And it also takes a little bit of the orneriness out of the male pig. And so uh, it's an important part of farm life. Well, I was never raised on a farm. I was a farm hand on a farm. So the first time I ever had to face this thing where you have to, you know, pull a pig on its side and straddle its leg. And then another person comes on and sits down and they start cutting. I never had to face that before. Right. And, you know, when you, when you see it done, there's screams and, and, you know, the pigs are fighting you and the whole thing. And, and I remember, you know, Bob Lillydahl, the farmer I worked for said to me, you're up, wow. let's go. And I remember going, I was, Lisa, as I'm telling the story, I can remember that very first day. And I mean, I can still feel me, myself shake. I can still yeah. feel my heart rate jumping out of my chest. I can feel my mouth get dry. I can feel every, the fear running through my body. And I just took one step because he said, it's, you're up. And I took one step and nearly fell face flat into the hog stuff and literally almost fell. And, with, and I, I just said, you got to do this. And I kept going and I kept going until I reached down, grabbed the right leg of the pig, pulled it up as hard as I could, flipped it on its side, straddled the thing. It was fighting me like the devil. And I was holding on for dear life. And then he came down, sat down next to me, cut, cut. And then all of a sudden he took the iodine and sprayed the iodine and the screams were unbearable. Mm. And it was, it was done. Yeah. And it was done. I felt like it was forever. It, t- it took a couple minutes, maybe, maybe, maybe a minute. What were you most but afraid of? But it felt like of? forever. What were you most afraid of as you look back? Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, it's a very, it's a very uncomfortable situation. You're not, I mean, it's an animal. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you know, I had dogs and cats, but I never had to reach over to an animal that was looked to me like was partially wild and that you had to 
pull on and yank and yeah. and then the screams and and they're you know they're they're you could tell the animals know that there's something bad about that right <laughs> and so they're stirring around and as they're stirring around you're stirred up yeah and you and you and what I recognized was with every step I took towards that first animal um I was more committed and even though I was scared to death uh, in every step, I was more committed and my commitment overcame my fear. Mm. Not that I was any less afraid, but it was because my commitment was more powerful than my fear. That's a great principle I was to apply to, to many things in life. Yeah, it, because I was committed, I became committed to it. And by the way, if this happens in life, if you're a salesperson listening to me right now and you do not like making sales calls, let me just give you how this all fits. Here's what I want you to do. You pick up the phone and I want you to look at the number. Don't look at the name. Just look at the number and dial the number into the phone and put it to your ear and then look at the name. And when that person answers and you say, hi, Mr. Johnson, and, and you start stumbling, you, you're committed. And even though you're still shaking and afraid, you're now committed and now you have to let what you do best and that is sell take over. But it starts with you picking up the phone, dialing the number, not paying attention to anything else, just being committed to it and then put the phone to your ear and whatever happens, happens. And, and, and so for the young, the young salesperson out there who's afraid to make those calls or who's afraid to do that, it's just your commitment will always overcome or be stronger than your fear. You just got to be committed to doing it because that's, that's what will happen. I like that, Jay. We're going to go to a quick break. And then I have, I have a question to ask you about growing on, growing up on a farm and, and some thoughts I'm having as you're talking. Is that cool? If I bring you back sure. in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Indeed. Listening is the new reading with audible. You can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of All Things Therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash All Things Therapy now and enjoy. Yourself and friends find a purpose in life, then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Ty here as she initiates a one on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression. And in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back. I am with Jay Izzo, podcast host of A New Direction podcast, author of four books. And Jay, as we're speaking, just thinking about you growing up on a farm, one of my mentors grew up on a farm. And I have heard so many stories of the hard work and preparing for winter, for example, and just the parallels of farm life and living life now as you are, can you share some of that wisdom that I'm, that is in your book and just that might help our listeners right now and myself included? Yeah. So one of the things that we don't do very well once we get into our busy business lives is we stop paying attention to our senses. You know, when you're on the farm, you know, your senses are everything, you know, you're hearing, your sight, your smell, your touch, your taste, it's all important. And we have to rely on that every single day. And, you know, sometimes we get into our offices or cubicles or, and we, and we turn our senses off and we turn ourselves onto a phone. But I, I just want to run everybody through an exercise real quick. Sure, let's right? do it. So let's do it real quick. All right, right now, I want you to, what are you touching? I mean, seriously, what are you touching? Are you holding a pen? Are you, is your hand on a desk? Is your hand on a computer? Is your hand on a mouse? It, is your hand on a phone? What does it feel like? Is it hard? Is it soft? Is it warm? Is it cold? Is it wet? Is it dry? Like, re, re, get reacquainted, reacquainted with those, that, that sense. 
of what does that really feel like to me? What does that, what does that feel like? And, and how does that feel to you? And, and what, is, what does it tell you? Does it, does, it, does it tell you that? Because we habituate, the word habituation is something that we do very well as human beings. You know, it, we habituate to things so fast, we don't even realize we're feeling them anymore. We don't even realize we're touching them anymore, right? Because we habituate so quickly. And the reason why we do that humanly is because it allows us to get on with other things. But sometimes you got to stop. What is it that you're touching? And how are the, are, you, are your palms a little sweaty? Are they dry? Why? What's going on, right? What, is those, what are those signs telling you of feeling? All right, you got that? Good. Okay, let's go to the next one, right? Right. I know you want me to go to the eyes, but I'm not going to go there, right? I want to go to your taste. What are you tasting in your mouth right now, right? Was it, was it something you had for lunch or breakfast? Or is it something that you just put in your mouth? Maybe you swallowed some lemonade or a bottle of water. Maybe it's your own saliva. Maybe you've got a piece of gum. Maybe there's remnants of some mint or maybe some bubble gum in your mouth. But what are you really tasting? Is it good? Do you really like it? Do you really like that taste? Right? What does it mean to you? What, is it, what does it suggest to you? Does it suggest happy things, negative things, positive things? What does it suggest to you? Okay, good. You got that one. All right, what about your smell? What are you smelling right now? Because you probably haven't really smelled what's going on in your office. Maybe not want to, right? <laughs> but what do you smell? Right. I mean, what what is that smell? What is that scent? Is it some perfume? Maybe it's something not very pleasant. You know, maybe maybe there's an odor there that should detect it. Says, man, I think there's some mold in my building. You know, because I'm, it's musty and it shouldn't be musty, right? So pay attention to your smell because it can suggest a lot of things to you, right? And then you know, what do you hear? I mean, outside of my voice, I know that you're listening to me right now, and I know that you listen to Lisa. But what other things are you hearing, like? You know, can you hear that there's a, maybe the sound of an air conditioner running or the blower of the vents, or perhaps maybe there's, um, you know, the sound of rumbling people talking, you know, maybe there's a little bit of music, maybe you're near a window and you can just hear the soft rumbling of some traffic. What do you hear right now? Right. And then, you know, what does it mean to you? And then your eyes, your sight, you know. You see far more than what you see in front of you. You have a peripheral vision. And so, you know, what are the things, what do the colors look like? What, what is it that you see? Is there movement? What's moving? What's not moving? Right? We, we need to get back in touch with our senses because the truth of the matter is when I was on the farm, my senses told me everything. Right? If, if, I, if, if it was getting dark, I could hear the rushing of a creek and I knew that I was getting too close. And so I needed to move away or, you know, sometimes we would, we would um, pump water out of a creek to irrigate the crops. Mm. And a lot of the kids from the city would drink out of the, would drink out of the irrigation pipes. And, you know, the, the thing is, if you know what creek water tastes like, you don't drink it for very long, mm. but they didn't have that experience. So they didn't know. So they would drink it and then they get sick. Yeah. And they didn't know why they were sick, right? And it's because we relied on our senses. We relied on our sight. When all of a sudden we had a breeze and everything got really, really silent, quiet. Oh, that was bad. We needed to get out of the field because chances are we had a storm coming, mm. right? And so, you know, you touched things, right? And because and sometimes your hands were your eyes because you had to work in dark places where you couldn't see. And so all of a sudden you had to know everything by what you felt and touched. And maybe it was greasy or oily or whatever it was or it was hot or cold by your touch. We had to rely on those senses and we don't rely on them enough because if you would rely a little bit more on your senses, they would tell you a lot more about the people that you work with, the, the relationships that you make, the, 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 people, the things that are going on in your office that could actually make you a better person. So stop in the moment, take a listen to your senses, all five of them. And I think you'll have a most amazing experience in your career and your life, better career in your life and certainly your relationships. I really like that experience you just led us through, Jay. I noticed that it brought me back to the present moment, and I'm suspecting for our listeners also to notice what I was touching. I often touch this crystal that I wear around my neck. It's a big quartz crystal right. in Larimar, and I notice that I rub that a lot for just kind of comfort, and uh, right. it helps bring me to the present moment. And I think it's something we can all do throughout our day is to tune in to our senses, what we're smelling, what we're hearing, what we're touching. So right. thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted so many lessons. I mean, that I got from the farm, you know, 
Well, you know, here's another one, just a quick one for everybody. You know, you have more in you than you know, mm. right? You feel like you're totally exhausted. Can I tell you something? You actually have more. You, just because you think you're tired doesn't mean you, you, you're completely done. Your body will not allow you to be completely done. You always have more left in the tank. I love that. I could tell you from throwing bales from sun up to sundown, and it was hot and it was awful and it was, you're dirty and sweaty and you didn't think you could throw one more bale. Guess what? You can always throw one more bale. <laughs> you could always throw one more bale. Don't know how I threw them up into the barn from the bottom of the rack, but somehow I did it because we always have something more left in us. Just because you say, I'm telling you that inside you, there is always something more. You're never, your body will not let you go completely exhausted. You always have something more left in the tank. So, so when you think you're exhausted, you can always go a little bit more. And that's when, you, that's when you really grow is when you're at the end of it and you go, can I give just some more? And when you do that, it, what it does is it, it stretches you so that you realize that you can give more. And not only can you give more, you can work harder and you recognize that you're in control of your efforts and that you can always give a little bit more effort, right? Because we know that we can do that and the more we get stretched. And, and those are some great lessons I learned from, you know, being a farmhand. You know, I have a question for you about that, Jay. What, what you're sure. just talking about, we can always give a little more. I'm, I'm reflecting back right. to the way you start your podcast, like I mentioned earlier, asking us to check right. in with a number, how we're doing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And I noticed yeah. that for myself, I'm typically on the high end, close to a 10, physically, spiritually, even mentally. Yet for me, it's emotionally where I feel like that number has more range and sways mm. a bit more than the other numbers. What would you offer to those of us that, that want to raise our number, have more strength in one of these four areas? How, how do you advise people to, you know, be consistently at a higher level? Yeah. So first of all, the higher you get in those numbers, the harder it is because I don't, I don't know that we can ever get to a 10. So sometimes if you're a nine, it's trying to get to a 9.25 or a 9.9.3 or a 9.5 because you know the increments are much smaller the higher you get up so it becomes more difficult so first of all don't beat yourself up it's just that the higher you get up there the smaller the increases they're actually huge but they're smaller increases Mm -hmm. along the way so don't beat yourself up for that but for those people who are trying to get more consistency in areas of your life so much of this is so much of this is about an attitude, and I am a big believer in in starting every day uh, with a gratitude journal, mm-hmm. and meaning that I write down first thing in the morning seven things that I am grateful for, and I don't care what they are. I don't. It, it could be the cup of coffee. It could be my wife. It, it could be that I live in a great house. It could be that I am doing things that I love to do. It could be that. I knew I had the opportunity to do Lisa's show today and mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to, to speak and I'm grateful for that opportunity. And so thank you because it was one of the things I was just really grateful I got to be here today with you. So and anyway, I list those up every morning. And the reason why I do that every morning when I first get up is because no matter what happens during my day, I can go back into that journal and I can look at the seven things that I was grateful for. And you know what? They're exactly the same things as they always were, regardless of what happened in my day. I can look back and go, I'm still grateful for all those things. I'm still great. Yeah, right. My, my day was, my day was pretty garbagey, but you know, what? I'm still grateful for my wife. I'm still grateful that I got to spend time with Lisa. I'm still grateful that I had that cup of coffee, you know, cause it really did taste good. I'm still grateful that I got this great home. I live in. I still am grateful that I, you know what? I got a great career and I love what I do. And so, I mean, whatever those things of gratitude were, regardless of what happens in my day, you can go back to your book and you go, I'm still grateful for those things. And that creates consistency because once I live out of gratitude every single day and I start doing that, well, what happens is everything starts changing around me because no longer is it about me. It's about all the things that I'm grateful for. And then I want to share it because then I start to realize that, you know what, man, okay, maybe my physical health isn't where I want it to be, but man, I'm grateful for what I've got. So I can do a little bit better so I can even be more grateful. So That'll get me into the gym because I just had a really great gym day the last two days, Lisa. I mean, seriously, I did. Yes. And, and I want to go even better and even more. And mentally, you know, I'm, I consume so many really great things. I got to consume things about 
you know, NOLA therapy and, and learn more about you and your show. And man, how grateful is that? I just got yeah. to learn about a new person and go a little bit deeper with her and get to know her on another level. And then, you know, spiritually, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know what? I know where I got to rely. I can't rely on me. I know it's outside of me. And I know that there's things outside of me that I just can't control. And I'm okay to give that up because I'm living a really grateful life right now. And I need to constantly live that grateful life every day. So I tell people, it's my first 30-day challenge. And 30 days, write, write seven things down. And you've got to write them down because you've got to be able to look at them. And you've got to feel, here's your senses again. You've got to see it. You've got to feel it. You've got to touch it, right? And you've got to hear it in your brain. That's why you write them down, right? And so write them down every day. I challenge you to do it for 30 straight days. See how it changes your life. I did it for a year uh, and it's been life changing for me personally. And, and it makes me more consistent. I appreciate you sharing your daily practice and habits. I love knowing what people admire, how they start their day, how they end their day. And I recently started uh, doing a gratitude, writing down 10 things every morning. I get up, I get my coffee, I meditate, and I write down 10 things that I'm thankful for. And just you know, often it's, I, I try to focus on qualities, inner qualities, but often it's, I love kitty cats. I get to bring them to New Orleans and Los Angeles and they're just adorable. So often it's an appreciation of my cats and then just qualities within myself that I'm nurturing and developing and working on bringing out more and more. So I totally agree that this is a powerful practice to write down what you are grateful for, what you're thankful for every morning, it really starts off the day in just a beautiful way. Like, I feel excited. Like, what's going to happen today? Every day, I'm excited. Yeah. Like, the unexpected. Like, bring me some great news, universe. Like, come on, God, I'm ready for, <laughs> for everything good <laughs> that I've been laying this groundwork for. So I really resonate with you uh, around this. What are some other yeah. habits and practices and, and things to share with our listeners? Yeah. So, you know, the other thing is I tell people, You've got to do some physical exercise every day, um, even if it's just a walk. Mm -hmm. But you need to do something physical every day. And the re here's the reason why. Many times the reason why our, we get depressed is because we have these chemicals in our brain, right? And, and we, we have some really happy chemicals, by the way. Um, dopamine and serotonin are really happy chemicals. And endorphins are really nice too, right? And they're really happy chemicals. The problem is when you sit down all day, we generally don't, our brain doesn't get to um, see the, the dopamine and serotonin and, and those really happy chemicals in our brain because, you know, we're not doing anything. So when we get up and we start exercising, we start moving around, what happens is we get blood flow and all of a sudden that blood flow starts changing things. And all of a sudden, you know, we start getting a little more serotonin that goes in between 100 billion synaptic clefts. I know I got geeky there, <laughs> but the whole thing is that we've got all these, we got all these neurons and things firing in our brain and we have all these microscopic areas that are transferring all these neurotransmitters otherwise known as uh, little chemicals and and sometimes what happens is we don't get that because we're not moving and, and being active and that activity helps get our brains moving and feeling more positive and better about ourselves and the more activity and the more exercise you get the more that we realize there's so many other health benefits one of those is brain benefit you're happier. You feel stronger. You feel more confident. There's more serotonin. There's more dopamine. You get endorphins because you're able to last longer. You're able to have more endurance. The steps that you walk up every day don't take the breath out of you. As a matter of fact, they become more of a challenge if you can walk them faster. So um, I'm a believer that you need to do exercise at least five days a week. All right. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I do exercise five days a week. And I know people can't do my schedule. I lift for two, I, you know, I exercise for two to two and a half hours every day. That's awesome. And I know that, that's, that people can't always do that schedule, but that's, it's important for me to get there because it makes me feel right yes. with myself physically. And I know this folks, when your body feels good, guess what happens to you mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, they all feel good. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know that when you're physically taking care of yourself, eating right, you know what they say folks, right? abs, your abdominals, they're made at the dinner table. They okay? are. It's true. So let's put in good stuff into our, let's put good fuel into our body, right? Let's, you know, I'm not saying you can't have things that you enjoy. I'm not saying that, 
But why don't you put more good fuel than bad fuel in your body, right? And, and you know, as Americans, the things that we do probably worse than any other country is we overindulge. And so why not cut back a little bit? You know, you don't have to eat the whole thing. You don't, you know, you don't have to have that second piece of pie. You don't need that fourth piece of pizza. You know, you, you, you know, I'm not saying any of that stuff by itself is necessarily bad, but you just don't need to overindulge in it. And it might and be we have emotional eating. And if we're tuned into our senses, as you were discussing, we might be able to address that emotional need through a different venue than, than overindulging, I think. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, our biggest downfall is sugar, right? Because we have a natural receptor for sugar. And, you know, the more that we're learning about sugar is, you know, sugar is causing us more problems than fat. Yeah. In reality. And so, you know, I, you know, I personally, I don't do sugar. So um, that's something I cut out of my body about uh, a year and a half ago. I just cut out sugar and um, all of a sudden I dropped all this weight. Right. I mean, and I mean, all sorts of processed sugars and flours and things. I just dropped, stopped it. And, and, and coupled that with my workout, I felt, I feel better. I feel more confident. And my wife, loves my body far more yeah, she awesome. loves me but now she likes my body even more because you know <laughs> 30 pounds just went away and that's she's, great and I'm like wow I mean, yeah I mean here I am you know here we are in later in our relationship right and and here we are and you know the fact of the matter is things are better now than they were when we were first married so that's you awesome. know wink wink nudge nudge yeah so um <laughs> but this is a therapy show right we could talk it about is. that right of course we can of course we can. Right. Yeah. So sex is great. That's awesome. Okay. I'm just going to tell you right now. Yeah. Sex has been great. So um, and it's because I'm eating right and I'm physically better and, um, you know, doing my things with the doctor. So that's, that's one of the things. And I you're people. liking your body then, more you know, too, I hear. And that helps you to, to be able to be intimate when you're really loving your own body. It just makes it yeah. fun. Yeah. No, it makes it fun. Right. By the way, sex is supposed to be fun. Exactly. I, you know, I'm sorry, but it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Okay. It's not all. It's not all for reproduction. If you're a reproduction sex only person, get over it. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. Okay. <laughs> the, the... <laughs> True. Okay. That's that's a farm. That's a farmhand talking there. Okay. Because I watched a lot of sex with a, you know, right. So I mean, it, it happens out yeah. on the farm. It's just part of the nature thing. But it's supposed to be fun. It's what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. I, I, the other thing, yeah. The other thing is also is it's also the being spiritually connected. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. You know, people, what happens is we search for things. And as we do this search, what happens is we fill ourselves with the wrong thing. And so it's our journey is to fill ourselves with something that's good for us, not something that's bad. And so often we, you know, will turn to drugs or alcohol or something like that because that becomes the way we deal with life. Right. And that's not a spiritual answer. It is spiritual in the sense that you're altering your mind and you're altering your body and you're creating a spiritual answer, but that's not the answer for you. And um, there's a lot of places. And by the way, if you are um, addicted to drugs and alcohol, I just want to say, listen, why don't you just check out an, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or Al-Anon or um, there's all sorts of other um, places that you can go, and these people are awesome people, and they will hug you and love you and encourage you through and it. Support so, you. And there's a lot of free um, places for you to um, go ahead and, and meet people who are struggling just like you are that can help you, and it's free to you in the community. So um, I just encourage you to, to check that out as well. But but, you know, sometimes what we're trying to connect with is we're trying to connect with something outside of ourselves that's not working. And you need to pay attention to what you're connected to, because if you're not getting a sense of peace or you're not getting a sense of joy and you can't get yourself back to being centered in your life, then you're probably, you're probably, um, probably it's because you're actually, you know, spiritually in touch with the wrong thing. That's just, uh, yeah. that's just the truth. And so. Um, I want to encourage, you know, people along their spiritual journey that, you know, if it's, if it's not working, then keep searching because it's out there. And so I think you need to do that. The other thing is people mentally stop consuming all the news. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, the news is, is making us angry 
as a, as a community society. And stop it. You don't have to watch the news. And I know your addictive excuses that I got to be informed. Can I tell you something? You're going to know. You don't have to watch the news to know. But I will tell you that the more you watch the news, the more anger that you have. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. This isn't a political show, and I'm not about to get into it. I just know that regardless of who you are, the more news that you watch, the angrier that you get. And, and we've, we stop consuming it. Nobody's telling you the news anyway. They're telling you their portion of the news. It's, it's not the whole story. It's only a part of the story because they, if they told you the whole story, it would be one story that they could tell in an hour. And they can't do that. So they have to give you parts of the story. And so you're not getting the whole, all the information. And so part of it is to raise emotions in you and to make you feel angry and to constantly get you to feel agitated and to make you feel that if there's a, everything is black and white and that there's no gray. And that's what the news does to you. Stop consuming it because it's not helping you mentally and it's not helping you emotionally. Jay, start I, consuming, I'm start consuming jump things like this program. <laughs> Thank you. I'm right going to then. jump in because unfortunately we're at the end of our time and I'm, the time has gone yeah. by so quickly. I'm even surprised by that. I echo what you say and uh, just want you to share with listeners how they can be in touch with you and find your materials before we end. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, Google up a new direction with Jay Izzo and that's I is an ice cream, Z is in zebra, S is in Sam, O is an ocean. And if you look up Jay Izzo, I Z S O, if you look me up online, you'll find my uh, website, jayizzo.com. Uh, you can find me. I connect with everybody everywhere. So if you're on Facebook, look up Jay Izzo. If you're on Instagram, look up Jay Izzo. If you're on Twitter, look up Jay Izzo. I know it'll say Internet Doctor because I use that handle too. Right. If you're on LinkedIn, Jay Izzo. My book is entitled, this latest book is titled Lessons from the Farm, Essential Rules for Success. That is the title of the book. Uh, it's available hardcover, paperback, Kindle. And I'm in studio finishing up the Audible book. So if you want to listen to these golden tones, read you my book. That's awesome. uh, you'll hear this as well. <laughs> I love audiobooks. Jay, you are just amazing. Thank you for being my guest with such short notice. I've loved it. It was so meant to be. Thank you. Yes, it was. And I appreciate you, Lisa, so much. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk soon. I'm going to send you my book in the fall of 2020 and have you take a picture of it as well with your cowboy hat on like you did for Aura. <laughs> I'd love to, I would Thank love you. to do that. I would you be honored it. to do it. Thank you, Jay. Have the best day. All right, you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. That concludes my show with Jay Izzo. Find him online, Jay Izzo, like he just shared. Thank you for hanging in with us today on this podcast. I love doing this. I love all of you, and I hope that you have a fantastic week. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.